0: You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Hello, welcome back. So this week we are talking about virginity. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because one of the biggest like groups, you could say, of men that I hear from are men who are later in life virgins. And even if you don't consider yourself a later in life virgin, perhaps you are no longer virgin, perhaps you've had sex. I still encourage you to listen to this episode because you might find some parts of it resonate for you and might still find some little nuggets of gold that might change your thinking around yourself or. How you view sex. But for those of you who are later in life virgins, what I mean is that you still consider yourself a virgin and perhaps you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or beyond. And so, so often when I hear from men in this category, they think that the problem is their inexperience. They think that the problem is in what they have done or haven't done with their body. And that if only they could solve that problem, if only they could have their body have this experience, then their problems would be solved. So if this is someone's thinking, that this is a problem essentially of the body, then it makes sense then why some men choose to pay for sex as their first time. And what I know, being on this side of things as a coach, is that often for many of you who have gone that route of paying for sex as your first sexual experience, often find that that didn't really solve the problem. And the reason for that is because it really isn't a problem of your body, right? You seeing your virginity as a problem is not really about your body and what it has done or what it hasn't experienced. It has to do with your thoughts about you. And paying for sex or having that first time with someone isn't a guarantee that your thoughts are going to change about you. This physical experience isn't what needs to change. It's your thinking that needs to change. Because it's the story that hurts. And when it comes to virginity, there's shame on all sides of this construct, on all sides of this story. Things like, oh, I had sex too late or too early or I went too far with someone or I didn't go far enough. And it's all of these thoughts, the too much of this and the too little of that, that's the part that hurts. Not that your body has experienced something or that it hasn't. And we tend to then make those things mean that I'm broken or defective. Or that something's wrong with me. Or no one will ever love me. So I think it's really important when we're talking about virginity to just step back and recognize that this is a concept. That this is a construct. Something that we as a society have made up in our minds. (laughs) It's like an imaginary finish line that we then make mean something. And so to give a little example of this, I have a toddler at home. And I'm very aware, as I'm watching my toddler grow, how we have made a really big deal out of certain things, especially things like a baby taking their first steps. For whatever reason, as a society, we've chosen to make a really big deal out of the first time they try walking. And then we make that mean something. And so my child didn't start to learn how to walk or didn't take his first steps at least, until he was about 14 months old, whereas other kids might have been walking at 9 or 10 or 11 months old. I think I was 9 months old when I started. And then so often people then make that mean something, that my child is delayed or that there's something broken here or something's going wrong. But I just want to point out that the fact that it was first steps is actually pretty arbitrary. Like, why didn't we make it mean something when he had his first burp? Or he sang his first song? Or, you know, it could have been so many things. And so I found that really helpful, even as I saw other people's kids starting to walk earlier than him, to, to remember this is just something we made up. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of variety in the human experience. And so what if other people's kids were walking at nine months and he was at 14 months? So like, let's bring this back to something in case you don't have kids. Maybe that didn't land for you. Like I said earlier, virginity is like this, this imaginary finish line. And When I say imaginary, aren't all finish lines kind of imaginary, right? We take this vast landscape or this long, long, long road, and then we put a line on it saying, here's where this race begins. And we put another line saying, this is where this race ends. And then we make those lines mean that this is the race that is being run. But here's the thing. It only means whatever you make it mean. So for some people, they start at the starting line, and then they run really, really, really hard, and the clock is going, and then they make it to the other side, and they cross that finish line in a certain amount of time, and that means something to them, right? Think about all the marathon runners out there and the triathletes out there who are so proud of those results that they get, even though it's this thing that they made up in their mind. Whatever. They, they can celebrate that. It's just interesting because I'm not a runner, and those lines that are drawn don't mean anything to me. Now, that's not to say I haven't run some races. I have, but I'm not a particularly competitive person, and what those lines mean to me aren't the same as for somebody else. I don't care at all. <laughs> I'll run alongside a friend in a 5K, you know, just for solidarity or something, but I don't actually care the amount of time that we finish in or i don't even care if i make it to the finish line or not it it just doesn't matter to me so i think that's important to recognize that virginity is this thing that we have just made up in our minds as a thing and we can't even all agree on what it is like people have different definitions of what virginity is we think that we know, but when you really get down into the nitty-gritty of it, actually a lot of us can't agree. So in general, most likely you are a cisgender man, if you are listening to this podcast, and most likely you think of virginity having to do with penis in vagina intercourse. And so it's interesting to ask questions like, well, what is virginity for somebody who's queer? Right? If we're talking about two men and, or two women or a transgender person with someone, and what does all of that then mean? But to sort of keep it in this context of thinking about even just penis and vagina intercourse and virginity, we still don't even have a super clear definition of that. So I want to give you an example of a client of mine who wanted to lose his virginity and he had a lot of shame, a lot of a lack of confidence. He really was so concerned that he wouldn't be accepted or couldn't be loved and seen by anybody because he hadn't lost his virginity. And I worked with him throughout this experience as he was becoming sexually active for the first time in his life. And with each session, we got to reflect on how far he'd made it and on how his thoughts were evolving about himself. And so it was really interesting. The first session that we talked about it, he said, oh, yeah, so I, um, you know, uh, I, I had sexy feelings with her while we were kissing. And he asked me, is that losing virginity? And I said, I don't know. It depends. What do you think? And then the next time it was, oh, I, I put my finger in her vagina. Does that mean I lost my virginity? And again, I put it back to him and I said, I don't know. What do you think? And then the next time he had, you know, his penis was inside her vagina, but then it didn't last very long. Like they didn't have sex for long. And he said, well, does that count? And I said, depends on you. And then the next time they had intercourse longer, but he didn't orgasm. So did that count as losing his virginity? And then the next time, right? So it was sort of like the, the goalpost of losing virginity just kept moving. And eventually he got to the point. He had done all, all of the things, right? He had had intercourse, he had reached orgasm, all of that. And on the other side of all of that, he recognized that this thing that he had been holding on to so tightly kind of evaporated into thin air the closer that he looked at it. He realized that it wasn't the act. Of having sex that was changing his thinking about himself because, you know, eventually here he was, he had done all of the sexual things and he still thought that he wasn't worthy of love and that he felt a ton of shame and all of that. And so then it was really important that our work became focused on those things, on helping him shift these ideas and stories that he had about himself. So I just want to share that with his permission, of course, because I think that's so common. And I think we're taught to believe that this one experience changes everything. And really, he noticed that his life hadn't changed that much. He still went to work and he still lived his life and he still had mostly the same thoughts going on in his head. And that that was really where the work then needed to Shift and focus was on his story about himself. So, if you still don't believe me that it's not about an experience in the body that needs to change, that it's your thoughts that need to change, just think about him. Think about that example that I just shared. And I think our brains so often go to the negative or think that when something is different than the norm, right? When we're outside of The range that most people experience something that somehow something has gone wrong. And let's just give a little airtime in your brain for a moment to just consider what is the flip side of being a later in life virgin? What is the benefit of being a virgin at your age? How is it actually just perfect that you are a virgin at this point? So if your brain is having some trouble coming up with some ideas, here are just a few possibilities. There are a lot of different ways of looking at it. But one is, if you are a later in life virgin, then you don't have so much sexual baggage to bring to your next or first relationship, unless you're bringing baggage around the virginity. But let's let's say that you've dropped that. What I mean is that you haven't had so many past sexual experiences that you're then bringing those as baggage to your next relationship. Being a later-in-life virgin means that you are able to bring a fresh start to the table with someone. Perhaps you haven't developed bad habits or um, really unhealthy ways of looking at sex and at women from previous relationships or from previous experiences it's sort of like you you have no training and in many ways that's a really good thing you get to develop that within the context of a relationship i know for me some of my first sexual experiences were really negative and in a way i wish that i had been a little bit later when i had had those experiences so that i didn't have to then have the work of undoing what I experienced during those first few experiences. Another hidden benefit of being a later in life virgin is that you are in a position to ask questions about what your partner likes. Now, I hear from a lot of guys, especially guys without a ton of experience, who say that they are afraid to ask questions because they are afraid they ask their partner questions, then it's going to reveal that they don't have a whole lot of experience. And what is so interesting is that I think it's actually opposite. That when a man approaches a woman without questions, without asking what she likes and how her body is, then it's sort of like he's then treating all women the same, right? As though he's figured it all out. But really, women's bodies are so different, just like men's bodies are so different. Men like to be touched in different ways. And in the same way, women's bodies like to be touched in different ways. And so it actually is the sign of a very skillful lover, regardless of his level of experience, when he asks great questions like, would you like me to touch you a little bit firmer or softer? Will you show me the way that you want to be touched? Will you show me where you want me to touch? Would you like me to go faster or slower? Would you like more or less pressure? These simple either-or questions, right? I'm not saying that you should ask really detailed, open-ended questions in the middle of lovemaking that can kind of be distracting, but really simple either-or, more or less, firmer, harder questions can really help your partner to guide you in the ways that feel good. It is a sign of someone who is thoughtful and caring and wants to please their partner. And then finally, another wonderful benefit of being a later-in-life virgin that you get to bring to the table is that it's all exciting. Everything is new. And so if you find yourself in a relationship with a woman who has more experience than you do recognize that for her, experiencing everything as you're ready may be really fun and novel and exciting for her too. So again, bringing it back to my toddler, every single thing I do with my toddler I have done before, right? Like I am not new to this planet. I have been on swings before and I have seen ducks quacking and I have looked up and seen clouds in the sky and In many ways, I take these things for granted, right? They've become kind of boring in my life. But through his eyes, watching him get excited about the ducks quacking in the sky and going on swings at the playground for the first time, I get to experience these things again. And it becomes novel and fun for me again. And so don't underestimate the value of that that you bring to a partner when you're on the less experienced side of things. because that may be really fun for her to be alongside you in that as you slowly start to take steps forward that you've never taken before. So to sum up everything that I've just said in the smallest of nutshells would be to say that virginity is not a problem. How you think about it makes it a problem. When you're thinking that You're broken, that you're defective, that something's wrong with you. That makes it a problem. All of that really hurts and really stings. And then it makes it really difficult for you to show up in relationships when you're walking around with all of that shame, when you're believing that you're broken, makes it hard for you to think that anyone else would ever want to be with you. If you're thinking that something's wrong with you, you might just keep repeating and living into that story rather than. Really stepping into what's possible for you and taking risks. And so it all comes down to mindset. And if you're thinking of sex as a performance, then yeah, virginity kind of is a problem. (laughs) Because if you're thinking of sex as a performance, it's kind of like you're being asked to act out a monologue on a stage. And you haven't had a chance to memorize the script yet, right? That's a big problem. But when you think about sex instead, not as a performance, but as a conversation, then you realize that there's nothing to rehearse. You can't anticipate what's going to happen. Just think about the last conversation that you had with a stranger or perhaps even with a friend. And notice that there was nothing to rehearse there. You simply were listening to what they shared and then you were responding with a question or with some sharing from your own mind or from your own life. There was nothing that you had to do in advance. And the fact that you hadn't had that conversation before was not a hindrance to the conversation. In fact, in some ways, it probably made you more present and engaged because you can't anticipate what's going to happen. So I really encourage you to think of sex in this way, that it's a conversation. And when you're thinking of it as a conversation, how does that change how you're thinking about your level of experience? How does that change what you think you have to bring to the table? How does it change how you think about What someone else might want with you. These are just questions to ask yourself. There's no right or wrong answer, but we just want to start peeling back some of these layers. If you think that virginity has been a problem in your life, you might be missing out on all the ways that it may actually be a gift. All right, my friend, thank you so much for inviting me into the space in between your ears for taking in these words, these thoughts, and just know that I am here showing up for you. You've got this. I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all, and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there.